Cameo Radio. Welcome to another episode of Cameo Radio. We're here at the new HQ. We've got the fire going, and we've got an interesting show for you here today. I think this is an episode of the New Renaissance. I'd say so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're peering through the veil on this one, episode 18. It's pretty interesting stuff, I'd say, hey? Yeah, like, tonight's a new moon, and it's eclipse season. Yeah, it's eclipse season. It was a lunar eclipse. A lunar eclipse? Uh, I, it was an eclipse. In Taurus, I heard. I don't I don't know the, exactly the difference. No, no, it must be a lunar eclipse, because if it was a solar eclipse, you would see it during the daytime. Mm, something like that. So it's a lunar eclipse. In the last episode, we tried to take the woo out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. So, so let's put the woo back in it. Let's get a little bit of woo in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so in this uh, show, we're talking about waking to the greater experience existence existence because like my life has been a very winding journey yours has been as well yeah and a lot of people have really incredible stories of their lives i think everybody does (laughs) who doesn't anybody (laughs) who says that my life is normal and boring i'm like what have you been doing yeah you know and so let's get into that a little bit because we're going to be talking about gnosis that's a fun word maybe they've been self-isolating for like their whole life from the greater existence from the greater existence Could well be. they went into the remember we did a skit about that a long time ago the people some of them come out of their hidey holes oh yeah the emergency oh the emergency yeah well we'll play that for you guys too because yeah. that's that's a fun one maybe we'll put that in the midpoint mm-hmm. eh? so yeah the gnosis right that's a great word and it leads to this seeking and the finding mm-hmm. in life it's such a fascinating process and most people that do that somehow end up getting off the hamster wheel the great hamster wheel that just goes around and around and you can never escape it Mm -hmm. paycheck to paycheck how would you describe it Mm. like shortly um let's see getting off the hamster wheel how would i describe that it it's kind of the the routines and repetitions in life that are destructive to one's own position in the greater existence right yeah they're like it's like you keep crashing and crashing and crashing yeah. and crashing going around and around yeah, it's like either repeating self-sabotage or being stuck in the same cycle or a job that you can't escape or even just thought patterns thought patterns yeah. or some people are stuck in the yeah thought patterns well those lead to cycles those lead to behaviors right and uh-huh. so behaviors lead to actions and actions lead to cycles mm-hmm Patterns in life. Patterns in life. Yeah. Yeah, social patterns, all this sort of stuff. That's, that's pretty interesting. And then, so once you get off that hamster wheel, you kind of crash into the isness. You know, what is? What's really going on? And you see that things are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. You, you called it the law of one, eh? Pretty much, yeah. Right? Like everything's just, everything's connected. Yeah, you really do actually start to see that it is all not just Love. interconnected. But it yeah, is it's... actually all the one singular force of yeah. love that is existence that is polarized by this experience of of not that of, <laughs> of some not that illusion that there is some insular only that bubble existence. Yeah, or, yeah. So even even Truman in the show. things that are hard and difficult, it still shows you that it actually is only connection. It is only. And it can't be any other way. That I've heard people yeah. say that, you know, everything is love. And that's probably what they mean. Mm-hmm. Right? That's pretty much what it is. It's pretty creation. It is. The creative. Yeah. So we're just, we get a little bit woo back into it. Yeah, we're, the woo in. we're simplifying the woo. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that's, we need simple woo. Yeah. We need some 30 years of study woo. Although that's fun. Mm-hmm. We have some friends that are into mm-hmm. that. That's a good time. So like, what are the challenges in this process though? Because that's such... 
just the roadblock for most mm-hmm. people. You know? Well, the last episode... Keeps them on the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking about the battle within the people. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That, I think that's where it roots, right? Because mm-hmm. then from there, it's what are their cycles? What's their activity? What what are the pattern? Mm-hmm. Are they stuck in, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. We keep doing the same thing, even though we know that it's wrong, just because we know that that is a thing to do. Or we, we, we don't even know if it works anymore sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then we see it at a bigger level, and it's peer pressure. Right, oh, right, once it becomes external it's, from a single individual. Right, it's, it's, it becomes like a peer. Uh, I wonder what that is. Like, maybe some people don't want to do it in themselves. They're afraid of it or something, so they stop it in others. They pressure people. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, no, just just come back and do it like we've always done. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, the peer pressure is definitely a big part of it. And you can't wake people up, you know, like people talk about being woke. Right, oh, right that's the thing these days, right? You can't go around waking people up. But what you can have happen is people hold others back or they cut them down, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, instead of the, saying, that's I call crazy, it some, that's conspiracy theory. No, I call it, and even take any of that out of it, mm. in literally just day-to-day conversations, I call it whack-a-mole. It's what it is. Some pops up and they just instinctively try to knock about knock it. Knock it down. And so... But it's like they're friends. It's their family. It's even their own children. Absolutely. Yeah. And they just... Flatten that. And so, I mean, and I've been observing this probably for a good portion of my life as a head scratcher of this whack-a-mole thing. It is a head scratcher. It used to make me cry, actually. I used to get quite upset about it. It's upsetting. Yeah. It is. Like, oh my God, they're like whack-a-moling each other. Why are you hitting that person with your words? With your words, yeah. (laughs) Why are you trying to squish them? Stop it. They're not a buggy. Oh, yeah. And then, so there's... That's just the peer pressure aspect, but mm. it comes out, it's societal, it's social, it's family pressures. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's uh, all about conformity. Mm-hmm. One of us, one of us. Right, yeah, because there's kind of two <laughs> um, aspects to, to the this battle within the people, right? Mm. Because the heart is, and we've talked about this, it's like a radio. It is a radio. Right? It literally fact. is a ra- fact. fact. It is a radio. And so, and it sends and it receives, mm-hmm. right? So it sends out. What's well, connected to the whole darn planet? It's got its own little mini um, neuro pod. It's like a mini brain inside the organ that is the heart, mm-hmm. and it that literally sends out information and it receives information in the form of electromagnetic frequencies. Yes, Heart Math Institute and all that. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. All yeah. the research is out there. Right. And so, how does the battle actually? get to that because that's just a natural thing there's nothing well i think there's interference either you've got something that's in tune with that and it's synchronistic and it works or you have something that's disruptive but you can't you can't fundamentally like screw with that radio you have to do it through the mind oh yeah. the only way to actually break the heart and to make the heart not function properly is for the mind to go in through through the mind and the mind to say, oh, that can't be real. Self interference. Ah, uh, that's I, I'm not thing. feeling that's, this, or this is wrong, or this feeling that's is the invalid. Yeah. yeah, the battle within the people, and it's a personal battle. Yeah, and that's why we call it a mind virus. And it is, I'd say, that's, and it leads to these people that are parasites, these collectives of like parasitic typed individuals who are like i don't know i've heard well, them yeah, described as the elite and this sort of thing and i'm and like i don't know if they all are but i take it back to the law of one and i'm like well it's not actually good or bad it, it, mm. it's a catalyst it's a push it's a shove for others to rise above that um and i don't even think that it's the individuals in the collective that are bad or wrong it's the orientation of that thought that awareness mm. that they're holding that is causing the problem it's not even the individuals like really really it's the awareness that awareness that point of view that they're holding that manifests well they're sometimes those people are brick Mm. walls because you can't get anything other than that to them they're just they're a receptor for only that no i know mind virus thing or whatever it might be right yeah because they're in that orientation yeah that's what they're orientated to that's what they're orientated to in the world yeah exactly yeah yeah. yeah, and so then a lot of people, I'd say that's the economic pressure of things. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Well, why would I do anything to rattle up my, you know, 401ks of my super annuity? Yeah, and problem? all of that ultimately comes from the thing that you were just mentioning, this elite type. Elitist kind of thing. Yeah. Units created this whole worldview. How, what did they used to say? The, uh, it was like the, um, the rich create all the jobs or whatever. And so it was good. That whole orientation, right? Like, if you don't have massive profits for the wealthy, then the the poor people won't eat. And, and just, it's absurd. Like, it's just patently absurd. It's like, well, people will eat if they have food. People won't oh, eat like, if they don't have food. Like the too big to fail kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so it's like that orientation that all comes from that one particular point of view, yeah. which is why we have a massive uh, global corporate syndicate basically that gets like more and more conglomerated every year they're not the good syndicate (laughs) not the good syndicate they're the bad syndicate the cabal (laughs) if you will the cabal the ruling elite of the world they're the people that have been in power forever they maintain their power and it's like bill gates is super powerful and wealthy and people hedge money in the company because they're like oh it's so big it'll never fail and without that business are people gonna go hungry like, they do employ a lot of folks, but uh, I just don't understand it. I, I look at that as the too-big-to-fail thing. That was big in the news. How many years ago was that? That was a while back, eh? I don't understand how that relates, the too-big-to-fail. Huh. Yeah. It's just more of the same, I'd say. Mm-hmm. The elitist thing. Well, the too-big-to-fail is oh, like the econom- bank bailouts, the, economic, the pressure. economic pressures, and all of that. Right. right. Yeah, I know. If something's too big to fail, then it has to be propped up. To keep going. Right. But it's an illusion. It's an illusion. Because propping up a dying giant is... Yeah. How are you going to prop up a dying giant? Oh, wow. So, the other thing that's challenging at all, I'd say, is uh, doubt, right? And fear, just flat out. Doubt and fear keeps people away from anything that might challenge the sense of stability that they think they have. Even if they're propping up a dying giant or going to a job that doesn't reward them whatsoever Mm -hmm. and they're just stuck on a hamster wheel. But is there anything outside of this? Is there anything that could possibly work better? Or I don't want to find out. It's too risky. Mm-hmm. Right? Just fear. Just mm-hmm. straight up fear. So uh, I think when you crack through that, though, like you mentioned the kind of the reorientation. Mm-hmm. You know, what is somebody's orientation? And I think people find that inevitably. And uh, I like that as the new Renaissance. Mm-hmm. It's Renaissance 2.0. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly been something that I have noticed. I mean, I'm just one person in my one little tiny life, (laughs) but something that I have noticed in my life is sort of a speed up and a ramp up of people reorienting, at least challenging their own thoughts and at least challenging their own beliefs to potentially a reorientation in how they actually act in the world. Not just... Not just how they think about the world. You can think whatever you want. It's yeah. in action. Yeah, but to that the point, actually matters. Yeah, exactly. To the point where your their heart actually has changed, and they're now acting differently because the heart is driving them. Right, and well, they're the heart, allowing the heart to to be driven by this greater it. force. Right, yeah. they're, that's they're, compelling I us. They, I don't know if people change their heart, but I, I like the idea of like letting it. Letting it exactly. Yeah, because it's a radio. It's already there. It's just you tune the radio. Are right? we only orientating ourselves around you know what kind of sports car we're going to talk about or our favorite favorite you know football team or yeah. something, which is fine, but. Uh, are we open to everything or just those little Dude, channels? What little channel are you listening to? Yeah, what little channel is somebody on? Or are you listening to all of them? All of them. Well, and then speaking of that, I think that this is a this is probably a good one. Let's drop the uh, that old skit. Oh, that's such a good skit where people come out of their little oh the emergency holes. yeah absolutely. oh it's yeah. and for some people it is an emergency. Mm-hmm. I think we were live on scene there, eh? Well, we've literally got the four horsemen of the apocalypse being shown to us oh yeah first there was pestilence, pestilence then war, war then famine next is famine and then, death. and then death oh my god and so it really is the emergency is the emerge and see yeah learn the truth right yeah because truly if we look to ourselves and our neighbors and to our communities it's actually very very easy to take care of each other not hard. And the fact that we haven't been and that we aren't 
is a complete mystery. How did we get to this point? I, I just right. well, and that's the thing. What band are people on? What's that yeah. narrow channel of perception? Like I literally just came from a campfire, and there was a quad there that had a big rack full of bear meat, mm-hmm. and there's chickens everywhere, and a pig walked up to me to say hi, and I was like, like we're good. Yeah. Like we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't see that everywhere, but. Yeah. So okay, well, if without any further ado, here's our. One of our original skits, The Emergency. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, and we'll be right back. This is Cammy McBullsand. I'm on scene with Quaxy19, and we have breaking news. Breaking news, people. Everybody is having an emergency where they emerge and see. And they're being enlightened with this frequency, and some of them are freaking when they see that the truth is, in fact, in them. And it was always there. They just had to find it. And, and... It's actually not an emergency, but we're all, we're live on scene. It's sensational, people. Sensational, because there's actually some sensation involved, and it kind of feels nice, doesn't it? I like that skit. That was fun. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having fun. Just it's just a good time. I think we we need more of that. Yeah. Uh, that was that was one year ago. That was that yeah. was about a year ago, yeah. wasn't it? And uh, Cody Jean Jean Media did the wonderful additions to the the sound of the background yeah, and everything. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Oh, my God. Makes it real. Pretty much. <laughs> well, and it's not untrue, is it? Yeah. It's, oh, I lie. It's too funny. So, uh, let's look at this thing there, because we've got solutions, really. And to well, find those solutions, we've got we, we like clues. to we like to look at solutions. I like solutions. Yeah. I mean, we can circle problems. I don't. All day long, I don't think but... we can claim to have the solution or the solutions, but we like to look at solutions. solutions. Yeah, we like to explore. Wow. What did I used to say? I was like, because um, I used to be really big into wilderness exploring, and I took kids on these trips, ah, and I yes. also went on myself on large expeditions. Oh yeah, the and there's really nowhere and... on earth that you can go and be like i'm the first person here and there was that whole thing mm-hmm. back when we had people exploring the explorers Been were exploring there, the world but even they were no it was an illusion even that was an illusion who was here before christopher there was columbus already people here who, who was here before right right i mean the vikings were here and there's yeah. natives here and there's people here and there's been civilizations rise and fall. And exactly. And the true exploration mm-hmm. is in the self and in the it's consciousness in the self, yes. and in that conscious field because we're able to access it as right. humans. That's oh. part of who we are. Oh, here's a good thing, too. Uh, this come up the other day, and I got to back up to the fear part a little bit, right. but a lot of people are like, we have to leave. We have to run away because that's part of fear, right? It's a fight or flight mechanism. Yes. Yeah. Where are you going to go? We're on a planet. Oh, yeah. There's no... You can't well, run Elon's away. Well, going to Mars right now. He's busy buying Twitter. Yeah, no, but the part... <laughs> that, because his plan is to go to colonize Mars. And they're going to tweet about it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which I'm not against colonizing Mars. But no, I think that we should probably get our own poop in a row on Earth yeah. before we like, oh my God, we need to abandon ship and go to Mars. I'm like, well, like, how are you going to... But realistically, like, where are you going to go? Even yeah. if they're on Mars and like, say Earth doesn't do so well, like they're stuck they're on a... And they're screwed because they're, they're going to still get all of their like... Everything. All of the... Because remember, we were also talking about the eight forms of capital. Uh-huh. And so... Oh, yes. The eight forms of capital There's not brilliant. just money... It's a trap. There's money is like one of eight different forms of capital. So they'll lose all their one. social capital. Oh, social capital. All of the, like, just all of their capitals uh, will be wiped out. you imagine being lost in space? Like without Earth <gasps> at all? Oh, think of David Attenborough's little brother. I know. He's up there right now. He's, he's still in lost, the orbit. Luckily, yeah, luckily. Yeah, yeah, he made a good episode uh, appearance there in the last one. Right at the end, too. I'm glad that he decided to send something. Yeah. I think he'll send something else. Yep. He's pretty good like that. I think I had a chat with him. He's going to hang in there. He's definitely all for this planet. He literally went to space not to run away, but just to get a better advantage. A better advantage. But he's at the same time, he's like, I'm not coming back till after the Reformation because he can see what's happening up there. He can see it. All those fires in the food packing plants in the States. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. Oh, wait, I I don't need to be in space to know that that's happening. Right. So, what about these clues? All these clues. Oh, man, the clues. Right, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I just dropped one early. Right? Well, and then what the heck? They say it on the bloody news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bill Gates comes out, that was how long ago, I think it was a TED Talk, and he says, we're going to control the world population with 
vaccines, and I, my first thought was, this guy can't even keep a virus off a bloody computer. Mm. What the heck's he doing meddling with vaccines? It's an orientation. Right? They're just slipping it in there. That's the the orientation. There's nothing wrong with what he said, but the orientation well, of I it. I think there is. I actually don't, because I'm like, it's an orientation. It's his orientation. And, like, if... There's always... You can always say no. True. People can always say no. You, well... You can always say no. It's an orientation that he has, that he promotes, right? That he's doing that. And it's a very narrow bandwidth, because it's very... Um, control-minded. The idea that you can combat viruses which are still based in germ theory, which is like gone. It's basically gone with with the vaccine across the entire world. uh, It's absurd. It's absurd, but the trouble is that these unwitting dupes go and get it, thinking that it's good because it's good for some reason or just because everybody else is getting it. And he got caught sterilizing people, like, by the grove over in, I think it was in Africa India. and yeah. India, and just sterilizing them. You want population control? Here, come get a, I don't even know what it was. It was yeah, no, people need to say but no. But it was really just to sterilize there's a, them. There's, people need to be like, no, and he's still we're not doing, doing that. Yeah, exactly. And people need to be like, no, we're not doing that. Right. So what do they do? They have to start peering through the veil. Exactly. It's an emerge and see. Oh, God. It turns into an emergency if it's yeah, not an emergency. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. So that's and all of this stuff right now. That I mean, we're those are big clues with the big astrology stuff that we've looked at. Those are big clues. And there's all this incredibly big stuff with Pluto coming up, and Pluto's coming out of retrograde, uh-huh. and it's moving into uh, forward progression again. We're gonna see purge. So purge I'm gonna clock. go full woo. Full Pur- woo. Purge o'clock. Purge o'clock. Well, in every 250 Purge years, there's some pretty big, you know, government uh, rebellions, uprisings against corruption and tyranny and whatever This form. is on an individual this level. Is, this is even because bigger than just the one cycle. Yeah. It's bigger than just Pluto. It's bigger than just, you know, rebellion cycles. It's, it's individual. Yeah, but it's it's across the board. Mm-hmm. It's not just like in to, one to thing. To the individual. Did you, are you able to learn the lesson? The lesson is... If we don't want that, we have to say no. Like, I'm, this is just the lesson. I have to say no. And I have to do it individually. I can't wait for somebody else to say no for me. If I wait for somebody else to say no for well, me... Well, I don't think it, I don't think no is happen. the correct answer. I think that maybe it's no, maybe it's yes, mm-hmm. but it's to the individual. It's to the individual. And it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like, no is not just the answer. Like, well, no, sometimes any, it's yes. Anytime there's a thing that you don't want, you have to you say have no. You have to say no. If you want it, say yes. Yes. But if you don't want it, then say no. You have to say no. Right. And you, you can't just to. say yes because that's, you know, common policy. Or you can't just say yes because it's good to say no to those things. If you don't want something, you. you this should, is the thing I've always done, no. and it's the only thing that mm-hmm. I know. And I feel afraid to veer away from mm-hmm. it, but I know somehow it's wrong. So I'm finally inevitably going to stop saying yes, and I'm going to say no, and then 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 people's lives change, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's, that's the emergency. That's the emergency. <laughs> that's the beginning of the reorientation, because yeah. like you keep saying, it's to the individual. It's very important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very to very the important. Yeah. yeah, and it becomes a very big collective solution very quickly. Mm-hmm. Very, well, very quickly. It, it can, mm-hmm. but that's way more challenging than it sounds oh yeah because everybody will try to stop you your family mm-hmm. people this and that you know you lose your job lose your and you job lose your family and, and you family. lose your friends and it can happen you find out who your friends are mm-hmm. so uh that's that heart-centered interpretation of process you know and when you start doing it yourself and you start getting judged for it you find other people who don't judge and you're like oh you're compassionate Oh, you 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 are open mm-hmm. to this greater heart field. We could call it. You're affected by it. That's what, what I. Or affecting it, whatever. Or affecting you're, it. You're, you're both. open you're to open it. You're open to it. Regardless, yeah. some people are. They do stuff, and some people are just receptive, and it doesn't matter. You're just open to it or not. What right? is it? What's that saying? The longest journey is from the head to the heart. Hmm. So oh, that's you, the thing. You like can that say mind virus. You've taken the journey, and it's actually. It's a good journey. Really important to... This is why meeting people is so important and interacting with people face-to-face 
which is why COVID was such a challenge with all the lockdowns and stuff, not being able to meet and get together with people is because you see it when you meet somebody. You can, like, know when you meet somebody pretty quickly where they're at with that, especially after a bit of experience. You start, oh, wait a minute, I've experienced this before. You're not really doing it. Well, that sounds... You've got the mind virus. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's... <laughs> That sounds like thinking, yeah. But when you're when you're dealing with the heart space, you don't have to think about it. No, you're like, oh, that's that level there, and that's that level there. Oh no, this person's open to everything, and that person's, you know, maybe really twisted up. Maybe the mind virus is really affecting them, and you get that feeling. You know, your heckles almost even go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like, oh, I oh. hate that one. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and then so that's the spidey sense. That's the the sixth sense. You know, that's intuition. And, yeah vibes right we call it in the street vibes. vibes right so uh i just i love that stuff so there's um a lot more intentional activity there's a lot more cooperative activity there's a lot more compassionate understandings that happen on those levels and it really makes the difference you know and um you've got some great stories about it and like i almost started leading into one you know like should I should I tell a little oh yeah little story the uh, the legend of awakening yeah it's a good one yeah it's I mean it starts off so so simply something doesn't seem right something doesn't seem right and you know we hear disparity on the news and we see it on the street sometimes but we wonder what it really is what's causing this thing and maybe there's something wrong with the money everybody knows the economic system's a bit punched no matter. How when it's intuitively always, most people know that yeah something's not quite right but at the same time even though maybe this money in my hand isn't quite right i can still go down to the coffee shop and i can buy coffee and that still works mm -hmm. so hmm, maybe it's not that but then they drink the coffee and you know there's some cream in there and maybe it's the cream in the coffee maybe it's the dairy industry maybe it's our food supply chain right but maybe that's a bit daunting maybe it's harder to figure that out maybe it's the government you mm -hmm. know Go across the street, go into an ICBC office, and it's just a racket. And even the people that work there agree with you. That it's a joke. That it's a joke. And they still go to that job and uphold that every day because they haven't said no yet. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and everybody just carries along like it's tickety-boo, but it is just a poo-poo. It's mm -hmm. just not always the best. And uh, we keep wondering, you know, what could it be? Something doesn't seem right. And they start peeking through the veil. And then maybe you catch a little bit more of a glimpse. And it's hard to look away. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe you tell some of your friends. Maybe you start reorientating a bit. And people say, you don't seem quite yourself. You know, come come hang out. Let's go shopping. Or, you know, maybe the boys say, come have a drink. Or, uh, you know, whatever it might be to try to keep you in that familiarity. I don't want my friend to change because they're predictable. So they try to keep their friend, right? They try to keep you there. But along the way, you find somebody that's like uh, like a Yoda. Mm -hmm. What is it when the student's ready, the teacher will appear? Yeah, yeah, the master will appear when the student is ready. Mm -hmm. And they might not even know they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But it's because you're breaking through. Mm -hmm. You're actually cracking through a layer mm -hmm. of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it can be very isolating. You, know, you can end up being rejected by social groups you can end up saying no to your job mm -hmm. facing all kinds of disparity it can be absolutely traumatic and and there's nowhere to go with that mm -hmm. and and then you start to wonder am i crazy <laughs> mm -hmm. as you know what is happening here is it a conspiracy theory have i been misled was i duped and if you think too hard with your mind you end up going down a bit of a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's just rabbit holes or just vacuums. Mm -hmm. You can get time mobbed on that oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the time mob comes and takes away all your time and your focus and your effort and your energy. What did Bill Hicks say? It's just a ride. It's just a ride. <laughs> it's just you really a ride. don't have to worry so much. Yeah. No. <laughs> but if you can crack through these veils and you know levels of consciousness, it's it's isolating, but like we were saying too, at the other side of that, you find these communities of people, these collectives of people who have a more heart-centered space. Mm -hmm. It's a more intentionality, mm -hmm. you know? It's And and, it, and the synchronicities. Exactly, and the intentions themselves mm. become more powerful. Mm -hmm. 
And that means effectively, in my experience, that you end up being more in tune with the environment and almost the environment becomes more in tune with you Mm -hmm. instead of it being this frightful experience that you have to negotiate with in order to survive and just dealing with bills. And at least if I just do that, it's predictable uh, because everything else seems like chaos. And and when you get in that heart centered space, you don't think so hard. Mm -hmm. Things just kind of roll along. And some people I've heard that call that a wing and a prayer. Mm-hmm. And Jesus take the wheel in front of other people. Jesus say. take the wheel. I was driving with a friend of mine the other day, and he says, "Jesus take the wheel." Like, no, not literally, no, man. Not li- no, like no. your toe is off on your truck, and we're gonna hit the ditch. But it was pretty funny. But uh, I, I kind of enjoy having a bit of a redneck lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not gonna kid you. It's, <laughs> the legend nice. of awakening. The legend of awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh my. And, but, you know, that's the thing. You find these gurus, these teachers, these little things. Yeah. And in my, I mean, like, I, I look at Bill Hicks. Great stuff. George Carlin, comedians. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I always thought that was like a job opportunity. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'd love to go do that. But, but we're doing this. Instead. Yeah. So once we, okay, so we've talked about clues. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked about the legend of awakening. Mm-hmm. And so you go from this sort of this curiosity and this, and this scratching your head and, mm. you know, staring up at a ceiling going and writing things on it and going, what does this mean? Oh, yeah, we did that. To, um, <laughs> to breaking through and realizing something is on the other side of it. It's not and nothing. At which point the clues, it's no longer clues, it's confirmation. It's, mm-hmm. oh, yes, 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 yes. Or no, no, no. Or no, 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 no. It's confirmations as to something so that you can then start to put the confirmations behind you and say, okay, I'm ready to take the next steps Mm -hmm. on my journey. You know, one way that I've found to describe that process nicely is you can struggle with a concept. You can struggle with something for a long time, trying to learn something. Mm -hmm. That's a good example in school and stuff, trying to figure something out. And then finally, once you get it, you're like, why was that so hard? Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. But really, there was no way you possibly could have understood it until you cracked through those. Those are probably, you know, the, the lower level glass mm-hmm. ceilings in consciousness. Yeah, well, like if it's you just, look back and be like, just, oh, yeah, I got if it. If it's just cognitive, like if it's just a cognitive thing to well, break part through. part of it be small like i was what was it i was like part of it that's where it starts yeah like when i was younger i remember being having this thing with germs and i was like oh my goodness germs! i think i was like in grade eight i learned about chemistry yeah and i was like germs we have to wipe everything and everything has to be boiled and i just went through this phase and it was like a couple months and then i was like done with that bored of that and i just cracked (laughs) through it and was like i'm just gonna live my life and i've been like that ever since and like i'm fine yeah, no, you're pretty healthy. You're, you're good. And th- that's the thing, though. Sometimes to experience something, you've got to go all the way into it. All the way into it. All the way into all it. All the way in. Yeah. Oh, man. I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine there the other night, and uh, he was like, ah, it's that stuff that makes you grow, you know? It's that friendly trauma, that kind of trauma you don't have to live with for the rest of your life. And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. <laughs> Friendly trauma, eh? Oh, not the bad stuff. So, like, but that's kind of what it's like. You challenge your worldview to the point where it's bloody well traumatizing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's something. And these confirmations, like you were saying, the confirmations end up, you start off with the clues, and then the clues end up becoming confirmations. Mm-hmm. And the confirmations are everywhere. It's synchronicities. It's like, kind of like, you know, you're thinking about somebody and then they phone. Mm-hmm. How, how? How's that? Wait, we're actually connected. Mm-hmm. That's how that's... That's how that works. Yeah, that's how that works. Exactly. Yeah, and the telephone is a representation of our connection... Exactly. ...that we've created... In the world. In the world. As technology. As technology, which is the technique, technique of mind. Of mind. Yeah. Not the mind virus. No, not the mind virus, but the technique, technique of mind. Technique of mind. <laughs> because we're actually... Our minds are catching up to understand what it is that our hearts already know. Already know. And that's... Just fun. Yeah. That's, that's fun. fun. Oh, I love the whole and thing. And then that's so the cre- that's the real creative field. When you can tap really into is. that and break through whatever you know <clears throat> level you need to break through to reach into that conscious oh, yeah. field. And there's lots I mean of that's techniques. what Tesla did. <laughs> oh for sure. Right? All the, the greatest whole, minds of the world. And the fire in the mind is the story of the fire in the mind. He got struck by lightning. And you then, got struck by lightning. I also got struck by lightning, <laughs> but Tesla was struck by lightning. And then after that, he had the fire in the mind. And um, 
right? Oh, it'll be more on the... There'll be more oh, the Tesla the Manolite. Tesla Manolite series. Yeah, like, I'm not going to... I'm just going to hold on. But anyways, Tesla had that. And yeah. literally what it is, is it's being able to break through any limitation, any doubt, any self-limiting belief, and just reach out there and grab it. Yeah. Because it already is. If your heart can feel it, it already exists. Right. It's just up to us to go and get it with yeah. our minds and make it real in the world. What did I call it? I called it melting. 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 Yep. I would melt an idea. And it was like... So intense sometimes. You get this notion, this gnosis. And uh, for myself, it would give me a headache if I worked on it too hard or my mind would pick it apart to the mm-hmm. point where it was just confusing. Yeah. Or it was too much. It's a Gemini. I, oh, I'm such a Gemini. Yeah. And um, I had to just let the idea go. And I think I remember I referred to it as a train going through a countryside, you know. And the, the train is very large and it's very loud and it barrels along right and uh it, it just comes chugging through this pristine wilderness countryside and it's it's disruptive and it's huge and it's got all this freight on board and woo woo, and then it goes through the, through tunnel. the tunnel and uh you don't have to worry about it it's a train it's not just gonna stop it's not going away you can let it go and just enjoy the nice calm countryside and it will come out the other side and carry on and uh, it's as like a, a concept, you're like, yes, it's the train of thought. Yeah, I see. Yes, the train of thought. Yeah. And so it's this, this big, huge thing and it's obtuse and it stinks and it's dirty. And oh, my. But the countryside is more like the heart field. Yeah. And so this whole melting concept was that I would just like try to find some form of elation and lay in the sun on a beanbag chair, or whatever. Find a melting hammock. Yeah. yeah. Just chill. And don't worry about it and let it. And then these ideas would just naturally digest. And I'd come up with these great creative little inspirations. Yeah. And some of them led to some good stuff. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, good, good. And I don't think any of it led to bad stuff. Right. I think the bad, anything that I've done in my life that I was like had some disdain for afterwards or something like that was because it went through the rigors of mind and it was just so... Forced. Forced and in control. And like running. Oh, like just a big push. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, fighting for something Mm -hmm. or or unhealthy competition. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And uh, none of that's just... Mm -hmm. No thanks. So I'm a slightly different on the train of thought. Oh, the train of thought thing. What's yours The melt is, but how it works for me, because I'm an Aries, is there is no thought i i will act before i think inevitably this is true i've like, seen this literally happen. and it and <laughs> and it leads to really brilliant it you're good at really it. brilliant things <laughs> happening and starting it's always oh, yeah. starting things will always start but oh, it is so give it a kick goddamn messy it's oh, very it can make a mess it makes a very big mess it can but that is part of my you know part of my getting into that getting things from that consciousness field and is i literally there is no cognitive process it yeah. just hits me and it's gone and it's done yeah. and you're like and then it's messy and then you got to clean up be. you got to kind of clean <laughs> up right messy. and that's where everybody else comes in they kind of come and clean up and like you know help make it. and then it's real and <laughs> then go, it goes in the well, world well they see i see what you're working on yeah, here okay let me help you're you like oh I, I was working on something i just charged through like three walls <laughs> I don't know why. I'd be like, hey, oh, really? You just did that for no reason? I thought you were building a doorway or something. No, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I got here. Hi, oh, look, Danny's here. That's pretty much how it works for me. So there's a slight explanation into my messy world. Yes, no, it's good. I I quite like it. (laughs) And if you do it from that heart-centered space, no problem. Oh, yeah, no problem. Like, slightly messy on the edges, but at the end of the day, the outcome is like, well, that's true and real. and Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my freight train of thought is is very much the same way, but it goes on a track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if it comes off the track, there's problems. Yeah, no, you're lucky you get the track. <laughs> I'm lucky I get the track. Yeah, yeah well, I think Who do you, you think built the tunnel. You did? Oh, thank God! I get a few moments of peace. That I big built the tunnel. Train. Then some tourists came along and laid some tracks. Oh, so that the Gemini could come through and throw a train through it. <laughs> Don't get me started on Libras. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, so there oh you go. My. Full woo, folks. Full woo. That's some hard woo. I think that's probably the hardest woo we've thrown down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we wooed it up. Yeah. And then, so, like, really, what changes? 
And nothing changes. You still go to work. Mm-hmm. There's still a mountain. There's still a tunnel. There's still a wall to be built or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But what we end up doing with it is different. It's the orientation. Right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the 2001 Space Odyssey where the big monolith is there and the monkey picks up a bone and starts smashing it. And, uh, like, smashing the bone on the ground. Right. And they discover tools. And, boy, did that change everything. Next thing you know, it's a story of how. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. <laughs> Open the airlock, Hal. And Hal backwards is IBM. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, you know? Oh, it's so good. Man, I haven't watched that movie. It was Stanley Kubrick, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's Kubrick. Yeah. yeah. Love Kubrick's work. He, he's a fascinating one. He he got pushed to break through some glass ceilings pretty darn quick, I'd say. Right, yeah. So, yeah, what changes? I'd say it's it's us that changes. Yeah. Yeah. We go through a massive uh, metamorphosis. Was that, would that be a good word for it? Yeah. Yeah, you can see, change. Well, see metamorphosis, I suppose, is biological. But for transformation, reorientation. Yeah. Or humanity goes through a renaissance. If oh. enough people do it, if enough people. goes through a renaissance. Right. So if you see somebody waking up... Not if, when. When. Because it is an inevitability. Yes, it is. And if it isn't happening, the lessons will get greater and bigger and oh, harder. that's true. That's a confirmation. To the point sure. of we have now these four horsemen of the apocalypse being shown to us in the most obvious... Oh, that it's like, hello? Hello? Yeah. Hello. If, if people don't figure it out. Like, there's literally going to be death. Like, there's going to be death. There's going to be like... People oh. need to start dying before most people will so, go, wait a second, maybe I should say that no that I've been wanting to say for 30 mm-hmm. years. It's like, say the bloody no mm-hmm. and get on with the right thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or say the yes. Or the yes. Say you're like, yes. oh, I couldn't say yes say to that. Yes to say the yes to the good thing. Yeah, Say exactly. yes to the good thing. The thing you've always wanted to do. What do you want to do? Oh, I've been, you know, I've been a bank teller for so long, and it's a great job, but it continuously prevents me from writing this book that I want to write, or it prevents me from, you know, all I really want to do is teach children. Yeah. Or, or like, raise my bees. Or raise my bees. Or whatever. It's like go and do that. Yeah. Make your make that your jam. And the thing is, if everybody was doing that, we wouldn't need usury loving banks. Usury loving banks. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, and then how many beekeepers are out there? Because it's a family business, and they're sitting there and they're like, "Man, I just want to work in a bank." <laughs> like, can everybody just find their place? Yeah. Can we just get along? Oh man. So that so everything changes, but nothing really changes, and it's, it's the orientation that actually. It's the orientation and the changes. intentionality behind the actions that changes. That changes the intentionality. Everything. Oh, so totally true. You know, somebody can start a company because they want power and money. Yeah. Somebody can start a company because they want to provide a good service and find reward in what or they, they do. Or they can start a business and it causes because a very they want different... to change things for people. Well, yeah. And it creates different... The intention behind the it. The intention completely, completely changes Completely changes everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And this thing, yeah, most, most people that create businesses just because they want power and money, and mm. they don't tend to not do very well. Well... Depends on what it is. I would, I would argue with that. I know I've seen a lot of people who start it with the right, like, healthy intention, but they're too connected to the vision to actually meet the bottom line. So they have to hire a manager. Right. I've seen that, too. That mm-hmm. also doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's oh, fascinating. Wait, wait, sorry. That's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to get into the is Just try the isness. Do what is what in is. your heart. If, if, you, if you actively look at the world from the orientation of service, mm-hmm. it is so easy to just start up something that is needed. It's like, oh, that's needed. Oh, that's needed. Oh, oh that's yeah. needed. Like, I could think of a hundred businesses that are needed that are just like, oh, we could just start we do-do-do-do-do-do. We were referring to that as the emergent. The emergent, yeah. The emergent need or yeah. the, you know, the emergent requirement. Yeah. And then and once that is something... the business. Yeah, once that presents itself, yeah. if you can see it, yeah. uh, you've got yourself a marketable opportunity in the world yeah. and to do something. Only if it aligns with your own... Well, if you're in that space to yeah. see it, you, you're not going to... Don't misuse that. Yeah. Oh, your your lessons get harder. Yeah. Oh, man. If you want to have an easy life, listen to the lessons, deal with it, do the thing that you know in your heart. Don't just... Don't procrastinate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually totally awesome. It's like a little kid having a bath. I Even, don't want to get in. Okay, but then let's talk about the suffering part. Mm, oh, well, there's going to be suffering. You're going to... 
Right. Oh, that those transformations are, are, are... What happens if you lose your job and you get excommunicated from your family and a bunch of friends think you're nuts? You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. And, and, and if you can find people who aren't going to judge you through that process, all the power to you. Mm-hmm. You find out who your friends are. Mm-hmm. And you find out who your friends aren't. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's tough. But it doesn't mean they're good or bad people necessarily. No. No, of course not. no, no, no. It's just those are those part of your journey. It's just certain. Just these. It's literally these consciousness fields, and like what, what I mean, which, yeah. where are you pulling? Where at what point are you pulling your intentionalities and putting them into the world? Like mm-hmm. from what? From what is it? Like I can remember times too, um, being just like in that completely on the edge of this, like purely logical, purely. Um, yeah, you've got good Pure logic. Pure reason. Like I, and, but, mm. I, but I, for a long time, I got that was it. And if, right. And if I would have, if somebody would have talked to me about... That was the high flute and edge. If somebody would have talked to me about what I just t- talked about with that weird astrology stuff, mm-hmm. I literally would have been like... You're nuts. You're absolutely nuts and like just full rejected because like logic, reason, it needs to fit into this bad It actually with. has to have that... But now yeah. I can look at, all, at both because I'm like, well, it is both. It is both. It literally is both. Well, and the and, <laughs> and the thing is, the astrology actually lines up with what's going on in the world in an uncanny way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. But you got to leave that little bit of room out, uh, you know, so the mind isn't trying to eat it all up. Yeah. And be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I can literally see this lining up. I don't need an explanation. Look at the world. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening. Look at my own life. Look at the internal transformations. Yeah. And the same sort of thing. If you're willing to go through the process of actually thinking, you're going to challenge your thoughts all the time. And you're going to have to reform your belief structures based on the new information that you're constantly getting. So it, it becomes less of a challenge. Yep. And you know. as our belief structures change, then our actions change, yes. then our systems will change. Well, and that's what it is. It's like the people mm-hmm. create the system. So when we're walking around wondering if it's the money in our pocket or... Maybe it's the bank, or maybe it's the RCMP, or maybe it's the school system, or maybe it's the food supply system. Maybe those are the manifestation, just like the telephone. Mm-hmm. Manifestation of what's going on in the people. Mm-hmm. So, you want to know what's wrong with the world? Be the better you. Mm-hmm. Be the best you that you can be, right? and the world will become a better place. Currently, our provincial RCMP oh, and here BC. force is potentially being disbanded. Well, they want to create a provincial police force, so it'll be the BCPP. But now, hold on, a I second. don't want to see the British Columbia government's people. And if we, as people, <laughs> right, and if and if and if as communities, as people, if we're not oriented and ready for the challenge that hmm. is being presented to us, which is step up and start taking care of your problems in your community, in your community, we're don't gonna, rely on someone else to do it. We're gonna get the worst possible reaction of force in our communities. And we're going to have to deal with that. So I'm like, here's an opportunity for us to take the matters into our own hands as a community Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, do it better. Well, I think we've actually... Solve the problems. It's very simple problems. We've had so many uh, conversations with people and I've had a lot of interviews come in with people about RCMP. And we're going to think we're probably going to have a fairly long or maybe a multi-part series... Well, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think that we're looking at at least episode 19 is going to have a bunch of that happening. Yeah, because it's probably multi-hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. potentially. I mean, it's it's going to, it'll probably be an hour mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. But that but, is, uh, you know, a really good example of enough hmm. consciousness on a topic, coming together, looking at it, mm-hmm. typically, like in all points, very similar solutions, and then bringing it forward into reality. So. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. People people have to bring it forward into reality. Exactly. Yeah, that's the interesting part. Intentionality yeah. and all yeah. the rest. Actually manifesting in this reality. It's magic. It's magic. It's, it's literally magic. Yep. And people are like, no, so that's careful. some Harry Potter stuff. So careful, no, no, it's real. what like, direction you come at it from. <laughs> yeah, words have power. I remember I used to hear mm-hmm. that before I cracked through some of these glass ceilings. People were like, words have power. Mm-hmm. And I was like like angry voice like what are you talking about but then i started to realize that it's that process of affirmation Mm -hmm. and a lot of folks will be like get out the granola cam like crunch crunch you freaking hippie Mm -hmm. but really once you realize how powerful it is 
you don't have to have a conversation with somebody else to realize that they're on the wavelength because you've got that heart space. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. And everybody does have a different interpretation of it. But as long, so long as it's a heartfelt interpretation, mm -hmm. it's gonna res the result's going to be pretty much identical at the end of the day. It's just coming at it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, and then what's the, that's, that's a good kind of spot to wrap this thing on. No matter what you do, no matter what level of consciousness you can achieve, no matter how many aspect, ways, yeah. No, yeah, no matter how many ways you can find to look at a situation or to learn from it or to find personal growth, the bottom line is you will always have to chop wood and carry water. Mm -hmm. Always. What'd you do today, Cam? I literally chopped wood <laughs> and literally carried a bucket of water. Yeah. I did. Well, I also did a bunch of welding today. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I kind of do a lot of that. Yeah. I stood around. I got sniffed by a pig. I'm just nice. And I literally was doing the same thing that I've been doing for many, many years. Yeah. Well, you got to deliver Village Voice. So. Yeah, but it's, you know what it is? Well, it's it's startup. 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 Oh, this, we do a lot of startup. Startup, startup. That's what I've been doing since 2013 now. So it's like what I, <laughs> what I do. Oh, and we're going to have more fun episodes coming up with some of that. There's some serious stuff developing. Mm -hmm. Oh, like. Fun stuff. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to be looking for some granola just for a break. So don't forget to always chop wood, carry water. Even if you figure, I did that already. No, do it again. Mm -hmm. Do it again. Always, you know, if you're like, oh, I learned how to meditate, but I haven't done it in a while. Take a bit of time. Do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't drawn a picture. I used to draw so much. Get out a pencil. Mm -hmm. Draw a picture. Do it. Do the things. Experiment. If you got kids, they're the best. Kids are brilliant. Because they're just in that. Oh, and they not, live in that space. They haven't been infected by the mind virus yet. Then you know they they live in they it. Live in it's that like space. Water. <laughs> <laughs> like water. Yeah, they're just they're just totally submersed in the awesomeness. Oh wow. Well, thanks for joining us on this fascinating episode of Cameo Radio New Renaissance. Yeah. Don't forget to go and sign up and like and subscribe and all, all that, that sort of blah 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 blurps and. Stay tuned for episode 19. I think that's going to be the one with the RCMP. We've got some fascinating stories in that one. Mm -hmm. oh, fascinating solutions. Real, oh, fascinating solutions. Really great recommendations. Mm -hmm. Really good food for thought. And we hope that this has also been really good food for thought. Well, thanks for coming to the uh, new HQ for this one, Danny. Yeah, you bet. It's late. <laughs> it is. Thanks again. Don't forget to stay tuned. Get tuned. Yeah, get tuned. <laughs> <laughs>